It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome in to this virtual sports fan, a Spotify exclusive, podcast exclusive, actually, here on... It's for the high school football preview for week six. Obviously, didn't have sports fan today. Reds took precedence, so we'll be sitting here. Michael Roth is with me. We'll talk through all these games like we normally would on the sports fan, just with no breaks. Think we, you can do it, Roth? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm, going to be good. No breaks needed for me this week. We'll start off with our game of the week, and once again, we'll be seeing Alexander. We saw them last week take down Wellston 28-13. This week, they have a tougher road opponent. They're traveling to Vinton County. Yeah, this is uh, is an interesting game. You know, um, Vinton County came into the preseason as the... Projected top two team in the TVC Ohio, and they started off the year season opening loss to Unioto doesn't look as bad as it does now. And a loss to Rock Hill, which looks just as bad as it was at the time. Um, but Vin County, they turned it around once they got into conference play. They got that win over Trimble, the last non-conference uh, game to open the season for the Vikings, and then 42-6 victory over Megs. In a 21-6 victory over Athens, maybe the Bulldogs figured some stuff out, and that's really where it's going to come down to, is what what did we see from these teams last week that carry over to this week? Because Benton County, they struggled to score against Athens, and Athens moved the ball consistently against uh, this Benton County defense. And then if you're Alexander... Alexander got that big victory over Athens, 30 to nothing, but then they follow that up, and they really grinded through a game against Wellston, and Wellston, uh, 0-5, just hasn't had the type of season that they were expecting. They look like one of the bottom teams in TVC Ohio. So if you see, if Alexander plays like they did against Athens, this is going to be a really close game. If they play like they did against Wellston, uh, it might not be a very close game. I'm going to lean with Vinton County in this one. Um, but these are two teams that have been fairly inconsistent so far this year. I think a key to this game is Vinton County. Uh, we've already seen them this year, week three versus Tremble. And the first quarter, they played Tremble football. They played slow, knock them out football. Really, Mullahan, they kept Mullahan in the pocket. They didn't let him roll out or anything like that. And in the end, it really it made it a close game up until Vinton County really opened it up in the second quarter. And after that, it was a boat race. Same thing happened to them week two against Rock Hill. Uh, they played Rock Hill's brand of football. And Rock Hill, they gave them a chance with only five. They, Rock Hill only gave Vinton County five possessions in that week two game. We talked about that in length back in week three. I think that still rings true. Uh, I, I feel like that was something that Athens did. They kind of made Vinton County play their brand of football, uh, Bulldog brand of football. I, I think if the Spartans, if their defense can hold up and they make Vinton County play Spartan football and not Viking football, I think Alexander can keep this really close. Now, if the Vikings do come out and they play their own brand of football, they're they're easily the best team in the TVC, in my opinion. It's very close between them and MY, but 
if they play their brand of football, they're an incredible team, and they would be right out with NY, and I actually would give them a little bit of an edge over NY. The difference is they struggle to stay in their game plan, I feel like. They struggle to stay disciplined, and they struggle to really play their brand of football. They're kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you remember all during those years, they'd always end up playing, especially, you know, teams that they were much better than. They ended up playing their brand of football, and it ended up being a very close game. That's what I see Vinton County as at the moment. Maybe they can prove me wrong this Friday, but for the moment, I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Now joining us is Cedric Granger as the Athens Bulldogs renew an incredible rivalry as Logan comes to town. Seti, what are you looking for in this game? So I ended up doing a little bit of research. Uh, Coach Eddie of the Logan Chieftains has his own podcast, so I've been listening to that to get a little bit about the rivalry, as well as talking to Coach Nathan White. I just came back from Athens practice. I actually just drove back here uh, to the station about five minutes ago. Uh, but what I'm expecting in this matchup, I think it's going to be a lot of the same that Athens had to deal with last week with Vinton County in terms of the physicality. Uh, Coach Eddie, he said that he wants to have the type of team that is, represents smash mouth football, where teams are dreading getting off of the bus to play that team. Even if they lose by 14, they always want to make sure that, hey, they're going to be icing up after this game because it's going to be that physical and with Logan, they're a team that's going to run the ball continuously. And Athens, they're not new to that. They had to deal with that last week. Uh, but I think the thing that's going to really separate these two teams and what's going to be the deciding factor is red zone offense. Athens, they found themselves in the red zone not five times, but six times in last week's matchup against the Vikings, but were unable to score touchdowns on any of them. And that's something where when you read a spread offense, it can be really difficult once you get into the red zone to score as opposed to maybe some more traditional style offenses where you're under center. So that's where Logan thinks they may have the advantage at and may be able to try to get win number two. But for the Bulldogs, this could be a good opportunity for them to get the win, but it really comes down to being very efficient in the red zone. That's going to be something that Athens has to do this upcoming game. Roth, what do you think about this game? Um, you know, Athens, they looked better last week offensively, just moving the football. Um, but I still think, I think this is a difficult matchup against Logan. It's Athens' first game against a team in a bigger division so far this year, Logan, a Division Two team. Um, I think that Logan is going to get the job done in this one. Um, should be pretty competitive, but... Uh, I just think that the Chieftains, I think they're going to wear out Athens. And really, Athens is going to need to rely on the big play offensively. Um, and I'm not sure how many of those they get. So I I'm going to go with Logan in this one. Moving on to more TVC. And I, I think this is a really interesting matchup. Megs at Nelsonville, York. Megs, they've shown signs some this year. They scored 34 points against Colgrove, who I've been high on this entire year. I think they're one of the better teams in Region 23, uh, along with these Nelsonville York Buckeyes. Uh, what do you think Megs does against the Buckeyes this week? Do you think that they can put together another performance like they did against Colgrove and keep this very close, Roth? Um, not really. I still think this is a, a NY blowout victory. You know, besides uh, the game against Newark Catholic, 
Uh, Nelsonville York has been pretty dominant this year. 16 nothing over Trimble, 48 to 7 over Liberty Union, 41 to 6 over River Valley, 32 to 13 over Oak Hill. I think this is a Buckeyes win by three to four scores. I I think I think that it's a little bit closer. I think Megs keeps it within two or three possessions through most of it. I think eventually it does go to three. But I think this is a game that Nelsonville York will keep their starters in the entire game. I, I think that Megs keeps it close enough for that. But Buckeyes still win. Uh, moving on to Wellston traveling to River Valley. This was a Wellston team that looked very solid against Alexander last week. Yeah, uh, you were you were obviously at that game, um, so you can provide firsthand insight over what you saw with Wellston. Um, you know, obviously Wellston playing with interim coach. There's rumors that River Valley is playing with a interim coach um, that haven't been confirmed by their athletic department. Um, so TBD on who River Valley's coach even is. Um, I guess I'll go Wellston because they showed a good performance last week, but this is a Wellston team that before last week didn't show any signs of you wanting to pick them. So, yeah, two two programs not going in the right direction, um, but I think Wellston gets this one done. I mean, I will say that with Wellston, I mean, they've had most of their opponents have been very, very good opponents. They played Portsmouth West, who you're pretty high on, Roth. They played Fairland, a very solid Fairland team I saw week four. Uh, Minford is a pretty solid team. Uh, you know, they played they play tough opponents. They got shut out 27-0 against Oak Hill to start off the season. I mean... And that's it, Oak Hill's only win. Yes. Oak Hill, again, played... They played Nelsonville York decently close, though, last week. I, I think that Waterford's starting to make the strides. Uh, I think they can keep it close. I, this is a toss-up for me. I do think River Valley pulls it out, but I think Wellston keeps it close. I could see this being a one-score game. Uh, moving on to the TVC Hawking now. Tremble still looking for their first win. They're traveling down to Racine to face on the Southern Tornadoes. Yeah, Trimble in a position that they haven't been in in a long, long time, looking for their first win of the season in week six. I think they get it here. Um, this is a Trimble team that I think besides the Vinton County game, none of the margins of defeat are really all that concerning. So I, I think the Tomcats are going to be very competitive in the TVC Hawking this year. So I'll take them to get the win at Southern. I, I think I'd agree with you for that. Uh, and we'll talk more about Region uh, 23, Division 6 playoffs in a minute. But I think this is a game that they got to win. They have to win four out of five in their TVC hawking play. They get they get a choice. Pretty much you have to beat either one of Waterford and, and or Eastern. But at the same time, you can't, you can't slip up with one of these games. Southern... Southern could score. They scored 52 against uh, Franklin Furnace Green a few weeks ago, which that was a game that really surprised me. Um, Tremble's defense really has to step up, and I think they still can. I'm still going to take Tremble on this one, but Southern's offense is something to keep an eye on. And if Tremble loses, I do think it's going to be because of Southern's offense. Uh, moving on to another TVC Hawking 
game. Can Belpre finally score a point? They're at South Gallia this week. Mm, no. I think South Gallia shuts them out. I don't feel good about it. I mm, oh, South Gallia, I think, is going to win comfortably, but uh, does Belpre score? I'm a lean no. Yeah, I, I think I think Belpre finally scores a, a garbage time touchdown against South Gallia, but still, I mean, it, it it's got to be frustrating when you're sitting here halfway through your season. You haven't scored a point yet. Moving on, Waterford has an out-of-conference game. They're at Frontier. Yeah, this is a, a game that Waterford should easily win, um, build some nice momentum um, once they hop back into TBC Hawking play with conference games the rest of the way after this. So should be a nice momentum builder for the Wildcats. Now moving on to Eastern, who they play Williamsburg. Uh, not Williamsburg, West Virginia. I got that mixed up. Uh, but Williamsburg, they're 4-1 and one out of Claremont County. They're traveling to Eastern. What do you think about this game? Um, this is going to be a tough one for Eastern. This game was uh, scheduled because, I believe it was because the Fedhawk game got canceled for Eastern. Um, and they really just wanted to play anybody. Um, Williamsburg, they're a really solid D6 program. I think they beat Eastern uh, pretty good here, but Eastern getting a home game and actually getting to play is a lot better result than being forced to sit out a week, so kudos to them for finding a game. I just have my doubts it's going to be all that competitive. I'm thinking somewhere in the range of 35-7, 35-14 Williamsburg win, but um Good for Eastern to get on the field this week and continue building in what could be one of their best regular seasons in school history. Let's look at Division Six, Region 23, the playoff rankings. This is from uh, Drew Pastor. He's got Fort Fry, Colgrove, Nelsonville, York, and Shenandoah. He thinks they're locks. He thinks they're guaranteed to be in the playoffs. He also thinks Worthington Christian, West Jefferson, Malvern, Bel Air, and Burn Union are all likely in the playoffs. If other strong contenders include Northmore, Londonville, Mount Gilead, Newcomerstown, and Rock Hill. Uh, and then the contenders, this is where Tremble sits in. He thinks Tremble goes four and six, and they make it into the playoffs. Right now, they're at a 76% chance to get in. Grove City Christian at 59%, Elgin at 39%, and East Knox at 31%. And East Knox is an interesting team. Uh, we'll start off with then. East Knox is hosting Mount Gilead this week. Um, yeah, East Knox is not the team that they have been previously. You know, they scheduled up this year in the non-conference, played Ashland Crestview, played Colonel Crawford, lost by 30-plus um, in both of those games. Uh, Mount Gilead... Decent team. Um, I'm going to lean East Knox, uh, but could go either way. Moving back up, Burn Union traveling to Miller in an MSL duel. Yeah, Burn Union um, took the surprise loss to open the year, but looking back on it, not so surprising anymore. 
they figured it out. They've won four straight. I think it's going to be five uh, after this Friday. Portsmouth traveling to Colgrove. Yeah, Colgrove is a team that has just taken uh, Southeast Ohio by storm offensively. They've scored 43, 43, 43, 50, and 61 points so far this year. Uh, I think they win a close one, but it should be pretty entertaining. Portsmouth just lost 36-34 to against Galley Academy. I could see this game being in the exact same range of points, um, maybe a 35-31 Colgrove win. Moving on to Fort Fry, who might have one of their tougher games this season. They're going to be playing a Lindsley-West Virginia squad that I believe it's the boarding school that it's a boarding school. They just beat up on St. Clairsville last week. Do you think that the cadets can still get it done against this boarding school? Yeah, I mean, um, Fort Bride, they hardly ever lose in the regular season. Don't think it is going to happen this week. Um, I'm not going to pick Fort Fry to lose very often against schools that are smaller than them, so give me... Uh, the cadets pretty big, uh, not pretty big, but by, by a couple uh, couple scores. Moving on, Shenandoah. They're 4-1 and one after losing to Union Local last week. This week, they play Buckeye Local. Yeah, uh, Shenandoah has had a really good season. It kind of uh, had a speed bump against Union Local, but I think they get back on the right track and beat Buckeye Local. This will actually be some nice playoff points for them if they get the win. Uh, because they're a Division Four school um, that could get another one, maybe two wins the rest of the way. Um, so, yeah, I got Shenandoah actually pretty comfortably in this one, probably by uh, uh, two scores. Another OBC game, Rock Hill at South Point. South Point, um, uh, or Rock Hill, they, they obviously beat Vinton County uh, in week two, so they're a team that some of the TVC listeners are more familiar with. Uh, while South Point beat Alexander and River Valley for their only two wins of the season. Uh, I'm going to lean Rock Hill, but pretty interesting that these teams are 3-0 and against the TVC Ohio and 1-6 and against everybody else. Another MSL matchup, Bishop Rosecrans taking on Grove City Christian. Um, Grove City Christian has actually had a pretty solid season compared to uh, their usual expectations. Um, Rosecrans, their only victory of the year is against Millersport, so um, I guess just lean Grove City Christian because they've beaten uh, a couple better opponents and have shown the ability to put up points big, um, even though Grove City Christian just lost 56 to 21 to a previously 0 and 4 Fairfield Christian squad. And finally, Harden Northern taking on Elgin. Um, yeah, Carl, I, I brag about how many high schools I know. I'm gonna be honest, I'd never heard of Elgin before you put this on the docket. Like, um, I'd heard of Ridgemont, I've heard of Upper Scioto Valley, but never Elgin. Um, looking at the schedules for the two teams, I'm going to lean Harden Northern in this one. 
Now moving on to Division 5, Region 19, looking at the locks or near locks. Ironton, uh, Drew Pastor already has them as already getting that double home game, which is not surprising. The Fighting Tigers beating pretty much everyone in their way, including some very solid Kentucky school, which they beat on ESPN. Uh, Harvest Prep is already in. Union Local already in. Wheelersburg is already in. Barnesville already in. Fairland, Pastor has them more than likely in, as well as Portsmouth West and Centerburg. Strong contenders, Northwest McDermott, he thinks are pretty much in, as well as Heath and Minford. But the contenders here is a very long list, and this is where Alexander fits in. Portsmouth has a 77% chance to get in. Piketon at 74, Columbus Academy at 70, West Muskingum at 61, Liberty Union at 46, Utica at 46, Megs at 45, Alexander at 39, and South Point at 34. Now, looking at some of these games, we'll start with Fairland. They're traveling to Gallia Academy. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting game, Fairland. You know, maybe some cracks in the armor only beat Rock Hill by seven points. Um, ah, maybe this is an upset, but I'm actually going to lean Gallia Academy here, but I don't feel very good about it. This game could go either way. Um, so expect a good one uh, in Gala Police this Friday night. Moving on, Piketon taking on Paint Valley. Yeah, Piketon obviously rebuilding after graduating uh, star quarterback Levi Gullion and a lot of other impressive wide receivers like Johnny Burton um, and just a lot of talent off of their conference championship team. I think Paint Valley is the better team here, and I think they get the victory. Moving on to Buckeye Valley. They traveled to a Columbus Academy. Yeah, Columbus Academy looks like they're a bit down from where they were last year. Um, their only win is against Kip Columbus, um, who isn't great. And then um, Buckeye Valley, pretty decent. Uh, close games with Delaware Hayes and Jonathan Alder. They beat Bishop Reedy and Bexley, while Bishop Reedy beat Columbus Academy by 28 points. So just going head-to-head, -head, I'm going to lean Buckeye Valley. Moving on to the MVL, Maysville takes on West Muskingum. Yeah, West Musk, uh, a feel-good story this year, um, just really revitalizing the program after it wasn't very good in the 2010s. You know, I've had, like, two or three solid seasons now in a row. Um, I'm going to lean West Muskingum, but this is a pretty interesting rivalry game um, in Zanesville. Moving up to Licking County, Newark Catholic coming off a loss to Licking Heights. They're hosting Utica on Saturday. Think they can bounce back, or is Utica going to get some more playoff points? Uh, no, Utica will not get any more playoff points here. Newark Catholic by a lot, I think. Liberty Union, they're traveling to Bloom Carroll. The Bulldogs having a little bit of off-field turmoil, but still on the field, look solid the last few weeks. Yeah, you know, no reason to think that Bloom Carroll won't steamroll their way through the MSL the rest of the way. 
Um, Drew Pastor has them favored by at least 25 points in every game rest of the way. So no reason to pick against the Bulldogs. Moving on to four more games that are interest locally. New Lexington, they're traveling to Kershockton. New Lex looks like the clash, the class of the MBL small school just really having a good season. I was actually really impressed by their defense, even in the loss to Tri-Valley. I, I think New Lex gets the victory here, and they could actually win out um, or win up until a Week 10 matchup with Sheridan. That could be uh, eight and one versus seven and two type game, which would be really interesting um, for those two rivals. The Sheridan has historically dominated that county rivalry. Staying in the MVL, Morgan traveling to Tri Valley. Yeah, Tri Valley, best team in the MVL. They proved it last week. Um, this might be kind of close because Morgan has solid defense, but I uh, expect the Scotties to eventually pull away. Miami Trace traveling to Jackson in an FAC battle. Yeah, FAC is really deep this year. Just a lot of solid teams all all across the conference. Jackson is still the best team in the FAC, though, so not going to pick against them until they give me a reason to. And finally, Warren traveling to Point Pleasant. Yeah, Warren, this is a team that maybe hasn't reached expectations. Only victory against Belpre so far this year. Um, I don't think they get a victory in this one. Um, even though Warriors have been close in a couple games against Morgan and Logan, but haven't been able to get it done, I think this might be the same. Probably close game, but in the end, point pleasant by a touchdown or two. Well, that's all the games we got on our sheet. But... Make sure to tune in tomorrow as in the Athens County Game of the Week on Power 105. Alexander will travel to Vinton County. We'll have pregame at 6.30 from Viking Stadium. And then on WATH from Joe Burrow Stadium, Logan will travel to Athens. Cedric Granger and Matt Frazee will be on the call there. And then after all the action, at 10 o'clock, make sure to catch Michael Roth. I'll be back in studio. Cedric Granger will be there as well. We'll talk through all of the scores and surprises from week six of high school football here in Southeast Ohio on football Friday night. But until then, stay tuned to Power 105 and Classic Hits 970.